Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the 10th day of March 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this as you can hear the bells ringing from the campus of the University of California at Berkeley, the alma mater of world champion left fielder Alan Craig. Uh, I'm in. I'm at Berkeley right now, and it's actually 10 o'clock at night, and I decided to start this podcast here. I'm right nearby the Bears Lair. I'm right across the street from University Press Books. I, I love the campus here in Berkeley. It's a wonderful, wonderful campus, and I was doing a... Uh, I, was a I was a speaker today at an event for uh, video producers, because uh, your pal Sully is a video producer. I mean, I don't make all my money uh, doing the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast as much as I would love to. Uh, I, I am a video maker, and I spoke at an uh, event for uh, prospective and budding and ambitious young video makers here in Berkeley, and it was a wonderful time. And, and the, the, the kids, and they are kids, uh, they're great. And they were they're insightful, and they ask great questions. And it's still sometimes, it's amazing when you know I'm talking about things that you know that they take for granted. In an era of kids who are in college right now, who always had the internet, who always had access to things like you know not just you know search engines like Google, but also things like YouTube that has been there their whole lives. So the idea of being able to search for things, and the idea of being able to share their creative thoughts. Something like this, this podcast that I'm doing now, is not a new novel concept. This is just the world that they exist in. You know, I was thinking about this because, you know, a, a lot of times that I wind up talking about concepts of tradition and nostalgia and everything like that. And uh, I always, and I've said this before, I get a little bit uh, ticked off when I hear the era of baseball that I grew up in loving you know, the era of the 70s and the 80s being discounted and so much love being put towards the, you know, the era of Ebbets Field and the polo grounds and everything like that. You know, just the minute that I heard someone say that once the Ken Burns documentary shifts from black and white to color, it becomes less interesting. And I say, bullshit. You're talking about my baseball there. And that for, like, a traditionalist... I never knew a baseball that didn't have free agency, that didn't have division play, that didn't have a designated hitter, that didn't have, uh, uh, you know, uh, playoffs, that didn't have the Blue Jays and the Mariners. You know, that, that that's, was never a baseball that I ever knew. And I was thinking about that a little bit because I was starting to feel a little old fogey. When you kids today, you, you know, we, we had to look things up in the library. But, you know, it's better now. It's better that you have access. It's better that you can be entertained. It's better that you can find, uh, uh, you know, old clips and everything. And, you know, I was thinking about this in terms of how I used to consume baseball and what I used to do about some of the baseball games that I knew and loved. And I used to videotape almost every playoff game. I don't care if it was 
you know, the, the Marlins versus the Braves, or if it was, you know, the Mariners versus the Orioles. I didn't care. I taped them all. And I taped them super long play. They were really crappy recordings on VHS. And I would, you know, I'd watch it, and sometimes I would, you know, I would rewind it back if it was a boring inning, so it would only keep the good innings. But I did that because that was the way, especially in the in the off season, especially if it was a a time where I was really really craving baseball, that I had those tapes I can pop in that I could enjoy, that I could love, that could be something really great to watch. And I, I realized that I you know that all these piles of videotapes that I have in boxes and everything are just now. You know, I could find it all on YouTube. And I could say that, oh, it was harder to find then. You had to want it then. But it's also, it was a pain in the ass. It was a pain in the ass to find the tape. You know, it was a pain in the ass to go through, remember that old game and you want to pop it on? As opposed to now, there's so many more games, so many more highlights, so many more events that they are a click away. Yeah, it's easier to get it, and maybe in the past there was a sense of, you know, it being special, a sense of, like, uh, you know, it was a sense of propriety. It was like, oh, this is our little special club that would pass these, they would, you know, look at some of these tapes or know some of these things. It was like the difference between when a cult hit becomes a mainstream hit, the people who were there early sometimes have a sense of frustration of like, hey, wait a minute. I was the one. I was there first. I was there before it was cool. I was there taping baseball games before it was cool on VHS. And I had just rows and rows of them in my, in my apartment. Where, and, and, and it would be times in December or January I would pop in an old game. And sometimes it would just be on as I was you know, cleaning my apartment or just hanging out. And I find myself sometimes... You know, your pal Sully has a hard time falling asleep unless there's some sort of noise. There's some sort of hum. There's some show. A lot of times I'll have a podcast on. A lot of times it'll be something like that. And um, and sometimes it's an old ball game. I'll find there's a game from 1974. I'll just put it on. It's a nice hum to have on in the background. And the only thing keeping me from admitting that that's spectacular is old fartitude. Back in my day, you know, I have to really, really embrace the idea that back in my day wasn't always better. And so I look at what these, you know, I was in a room with these kids today, and these were smart kids, smart women, smart men, all in their early 20s, asking insightful questions, and wanting to have advice moving forward and living it. Can you imagine that we're going to look back at the technology of iTunes, of YouTube, of Stitcher, of of SoundCloud, of all the devices and platforms that you're listening to this podcast. And we're going to look back at the technology of the smartphones we have now and the tablets and the laptops or however you're, you're, you're... enjoying this piece of material and we're going to laugh at it we're going to be like look at that old piece of shit look at that old crappy thing they were using we have it so much better 
And it's going to be in ways that you and I can't picture. There are going to be ways that you and I are not going to be able to fathom. We are going to be consuming media in the next 5-10 years in ways that just don't make sense to us right now. If I told you the idea of me talking into this little recorder that I'm holding while standing on the campus of Berkeley and that I would, you know, post it on a, uh, uh, a platform where people could hear it and, like, total strangers would be listening to me almost instantaneously and that, like, you know, thousands of people would listen a week That would be insane. That would be absolutely insane. You know, back in 1999 and 2000, I think it was 2000s when it was, uh, I made a a short film called The Indigo Wiseman. And it played in a bunch of film festivals, including one uh, right down the street here in Berkeley. It was on Shattuck Avenue. It was at a theater there where they they had a, a, a film festival that was going on there. I remember there was about 60, 70 people in the auditorium, in the, in the movie theater, watching a, a, a film that I made. I thought, wow, that's like 60, 70 people saw that. Well, now, I can post, I post a video of me shaving the other day. And I believe it has more views than that. Because you don't know what things, how things are going to change and what we're going to take for granted. And, and I'm telling you something, there are some things that are advances in technology and how we enjoy things that you want just embrace them. Be the first to embrace them. Because, you know, we'll just, it'll just be part of our lives. Facebook became part of our lives. But pretty soon that will be old school. Do you know why? Because I say things like, you can be old school, send me an email. I remember when that was cutting edge. The way we consume things is always going to evolve in ways that are that is will be incomprehensible. And I will I gave a piece of advice to a couple of students that I was talking to today. And I said, don't make five-year plans. Don't sit back and say, here's where I'm gonna be. Where are you gonna be in five years? I don't know, hopefully alive. Because you don't want to lock in what your idea of success is. You don't want to lock in, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing. Because it will change. It will be malleable. You have to adapt with the times. But that being said, there are things that remain constant. And the things that entertain us are just simply the same things being repackaged in new forms of ways to enjoy it. We've been seeing romantic comedies since the the ancient Greeks. We've been seeing stories of adventure. We've seen stories of comedy. We've seen stories of tragedy. We've heard music that young people like and that grown-ups don't enjoy. Those all those have been going on since freaking minstrels were were hopping around. I'm sure there was someone saying, you know what, they don't minstrel the same way they used to. You know, the court jesters, man, 
You know, back then when they were jumping around with their little jingle balls on their hats, it meant something back then. Today, it's not so much. And it's that way with baseball. Baseball is going to survive. Baseball is going to thrive. And people will still be watching baseball decades and probably centuries from now. People have been predicting the death of baseball for decades, centuries perhaps. Ah, it's winding down. Ah, kids won't like it. Ah, kids, uh, it's a new generation. They won't enjoy it. They were writing that in the 50s. They've been writing that forever, and yet it manages to be around. It manages to find new life. And it manages to find new ways for people to enjoy it. It's not the wine that changes, it's the bottle. It's not the game that we need to futz with too much. It's the way that we consume it. There's been a lot of talk about how are we going to change this and how are we going to change that in baseball. All right, we're going to make the uh, intentional walk. You hold four fingers and you go there. Congratulations. You saved, what, 20 seconds? You know, if you want to speed up the game, then enforce the rules that are already there. Batter has to stay in the box for a certain amount of time. Pitchers have to throw a pitch a certain amount of time. The rules are already in there. So enforce those rules, and you'll shave a bunch of, you'll shave minutes off the game and take one 30-second commercial out from the break, and, you know, you'll, you know, 30 seconds, multiply that by 18. There, I've just shaved nine minutes off the game. And, you know, and you can make up that 30 seconds with a little bit of, the announcer saying, and that's a seven-up ground ball to second. You know, I don't care. But those are just cosmetic, and those are just sort of ways, of, oh, we're doing something, we're staying productive. Now we've got to figure out how to get a hold of the young kids. It's easy. Adapt. See where they're consuming their media. See how they're consuming their media. And don't worry about the old fart saying that's not how we did it. Because those same old farts were saying that when you try to put it on the radio and try to put it on television. That's not how we watched it. Yeah, but here's the thing about old farts. They're old, and soon they'll be dead. Don't worry so much about pleasing the old farts. This is, again, talk about blackout rules and everything like that. You know, the, the insanity is the people who watch TV are going to watch TV. There's a whole different audience there who consumes it in different ways. This young crowd I was looking at today in Berkeley, they consume media and entertainment in a different way than I did. I would set my VCRs. I would watch on TV. I would read the newspaper. I would listen to the radio. And I find myself gravitating towards those forms because there's a certain amount of comfort in that. This is how I grew up consuming media. I still like reading the box scores in the newspaper. But guess what? There's a whole new way that people are going to be consuming things. So adapt with that. There's the adage that technology is, you know, what, what is considered to be technology is everything that was introduced after you were born. Because everything else is just stuff. It's, it's just things that we take for granted. 
you know, the idea of a television remote control is not exotic for me. There's always been television remote controls, you know, but the, uh, that was something that was revolutionary when it came out. For these kids I was speaking to today, you know, email, YouTube, Netflix, these are just things that they grew up with. So understand that, baseball. Understand that you don't need to change the game. You really don't. You don't need to futz with it too much. Do you know why? Because that has survived. The presentation has to be what adapts. The presentation and how you consume it. You know, there's going to be a whole generation that doesn't watch TV. My kids are one. They barely watch TV. They watch their devices. There's going to be a whole generation that doesn't necessarily want to go out. Stop and think about that. They don't necessarily want to go out. They'd rather stay in and communicate during, you know, watching whatever thing that they're watching, communicate with each other via social media. There's a whole generation that thinks like that, that acts like that. That's not in a rush to get a driver's license. That's not in a rush to go driving around and cruising and everything like that. That's not how they're, that's not how they think. That's not how they operate. And so think about how some people enjoy watching like the Oscars or the World Series or the Super Bowl for that matter. That they're on it, they're on social media. They're tweeting out during the game. You're kind of, and I find myself checking what people are saying on Twitter during a game, during a live event, during something like that. And I'm know that I'm supposed to say things like, "Stop! Take your head out of that device and just watch it." Well, why? I want to see what these other people are saying. I like reading some of it. And there's a whole generation that that is part of how they enjoy it. And before you say, oh, it makes us, makes us less communicative and everything like that, they said that about the radio. I'm sure they said that about newspapers. It's how people consume it. It's how people enjoy it. And there's a whole generation... And I saw the faces of that generation today, and they're smart. They're insightful. A lot of young kids today are. Only miserable old farts say, oh, young kids today, they got no respect, they got no work ethic. They have unbelievable work ethic. Unbelievable. Because they know they have to go out there, work longer, make less money, and probably not have health insurance in the process. So, they work hard, they're smart kids, and they just consume their product in a different way. It doesn't make it worse. And there's a way baseball can keep up with that. That the things that we think of are new and innovative and original to this group that I was talking to today they're like yeah I've had Twitter my whole life I've had Netflix my whole life I've had YouTube my whole life 
And yeah, they have. And so just understand, it's not new to them. It's just real. So make the game available on those platforms. I was new and innovative when I had my VHS tapes and taping the games. I was. Now that's old fogey town. Baseball will survive because the game has always survived. There are elements of the games that are just fun and that will find its audience. And the way entertainment is, as I've said this before, is so fractured anyway that existing as a niche market may not be a bad thing. You may not be able to get everybody homogenized watching the same product because that may not be the world that we live in anymore. But the world we live in now, do you know what? I'll say it. It's pretty cool. And what place is cooler than Berkeley? So go to sullybaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Talking about old bottles and old wine and new bottles and new wine or whatever the combination is from the campus of UC Berkeley. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 10th day of March 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.